What are you doing out here? I'm doing stuff. Thanks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Stuff and Thangs podcast. I am Sam Jones, and I'm joined as yes, always with Alfie Adams. Oh, lovely. How are you doing, lovely. my friend? You? Yeah? Hey, all good over there? America won. <laughs> what, the original <laughs> Brexit? Is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have a reason yeah, to see, celebrate. See, now, I, I was... I was going to be kind and wish all our American listeners <clears throat> happy treason day, but, you know, you had to go there. You had to go there. Yes, sir. Straight off the bat. I mean, you know, a bunch of ragtag <laughs> people uh, defeated the Queen's army. I don't know what else to say. Well, to be honest with you, it's all down to <laughs> letting you win. That's, that's, the, that's the bold facts of it. You see, we, we sat back in Europe and we thought, oh, do we really want to have to keep traveling over there, putting these unruly peasants down, or should we just let them have it and see what sort of a mess they can make of their country? And and so we did. We sat back and and then you got a uh, you know you got all sorts of oh, fun yes. going on. Oh yes. <laughs> see, I was going to make jokes then, but I'm just going to leave it. I realize a lot of our listeners are American, and I'm already the evil yes. Brit. So, yeah. Taking over podcasts, taking over the starring roles in Walking Dead. <sighs> but we're still writing it. But yes. So we are still doing our retrospective. Uh, this week is season three, mm-hmm. part B. And part B begins Correct. with episode nine. Okay, so uh, I'm going to dive straight in because... I, I just, I, I got to say oh, okay. that after watching the rest of the season finishing it up yeah i really had season three and season four very confused like i thought a lot of what happens in four actually happened in three because i've already started watching season four for next week's episode and i was like Uh, yeah because well when three finished i was like well what about this and what about that so it is funny when you look back because obviously a lot of it sort of molds into one. I mean, one of the things I've pointed out a lot is one of the things that amuses me is when mm-hmm. we meet characters because characters who we meet earlier on that are now still right. with us, which is rare in The Walking Dead, but the ones that are, you, you sort of go, wow, yeah, right. they only appeared then. <laughs> or, or, you know, they weren't in it from the start, but right. they feel like they have been. Um, so yeah, season three, episode nine, um, the opening to part B, so just a little quick recap, the end of part A, so the, the cliffhanger, if you like, the first ever mid-season finale is the governor is in essence going to force the Dixon brothers to fight. And so we open with now brother versus brother. And I'm wondering, sorry, Merle and Daryl, they... Moral does land a punch and just kind of intimates that Daryl that hey you mm-hmm. know this is going down <laughs> if one of us is going right. to survive it's going to be me um, question for you then straight off the bat do you think in that moment Moral is genuinely fighting or do you think all along it's going to be a plan and the reason why I ask that is because it does appear to be a genuine fight right up until the walkers are brought to the fight arena and when that happens, Merle seems to change his tune a little to survival, and he needs his brother to survive. Just my yeah, observation. No, what did you I, think? I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was really fighting, and I, I think as we we see in later episodes, 
you know, as, as he's facing moral dilemmas, you know, his tendency yeah. is to do the bad guy thing first. And then after given some times, he ends yeah. up making the right choice. But yeah. And I think at first he was, yeah. he was wanting to win. Yeah, no, I, I thought that as well. And it was interesting because I didn't see that the first time around. It was only watching it back and I realized that, you know, mm-hmm. he, he really connects and he really goes after him. And and you can almost see a resignation in Daryl's eyes along the lines of, you know, I, I'm not going to fight my brother and I know right, he's going right. to put me down. So, um, so no, that, that was quite interesting. Uh, but the two of them do find a way out after mm-hmm. the walkers are introduced and they do manage to leave together whilst they're leaving uh, Rick is there obviously Rick and the group are there to get Daryl they're not really there <laughs> no, for Merle no. um, but they're certainly there to try and get yeah, you know, get and, they, and they come in hardcore um, I mean with with you know smoke yeah. grenades and all of that I mean they're, they're full special ops at this point yeah. in time yeah Rick yeah, Rick really, I mean, they're taking people out um, oh, yeah. left and right. Um, and also the governor, I mean, he just walks through the, the smoke grenades, just dropping right. people himself. Um, you know, there's a very uh, famous scene of the governor. He walks out from this smoke grenade and a walker comes towards yeah. him. He doesn't even look yeah. at it. He just shoots yeah. it in the head. You know, he didn't even right. look to see if right. that was right. a walker. <laughs> that was just someone coming up on him, bang, and he's shot. So again, that that was you know that was interesting. Just a real glimpse into the the governor's yep. descent as well. Um, you know, because his regard for human life wasn't very high to begin with. Um, but uh, you know, straight away in part B, you see that he is really, really mm-hmm. not up to anything. Um, we we jump. So they've managed to break both Daryl and Merle out. Rick's not happy about Merle coming with them for the obvious reason that Glenn and Maggie sure. and what's happened to them. Uh, so they're coming out. Now, the, the episode jumps in and we go back to the prison and four right. newcomers right, right. have appeared at the prison. Um, now, of the four, we know right. Tyrone and Tyrese. Sasha. Uh, sorry, no, I'm Tyrese. Yep. Sasha, yeah. Oh dear, I made her a man then. That wasn't good. Um, it is interesting meeting them for right. the first time again um, because Sasha is such a strong sure. character later on. Um, she's actually a stronger character, if you like, oh, than yeah. her brother oh, yeah. later on, um, which at first right. you don't see, really. Um, but yeah, as a real, real strength. Um, we have them at the prison... My initial thought when I watched it the first time, and I remember it being quite clearly, which was excellent. New people, they seem decent enough, and Mm -hmm. they need numbers. When watching it back, and possibly with the hindsight now of knowing the world and seeing a few more seasons of this, I can understand rick's stance of you know who the hell are they and who the hell let them just in where we live (laughs) um you know straight away we talked and me and you have even joked a little bit in the past about how rick at this stage is really descending into some Mm -hmm. form of madness um again there's so many instances where he's seeing laurie and he is you know he is cracking up you know you can see it and me and you've made jokes about this, and then you said on the last podcast, actually rewatching it, you mm-hmm. realize how well done it was. Okay, I completely okay. agree with you. 
I've I've made a yeah. lot of oh, jokes yeah. about oh, yeah. that in the past about him sitting on the phone right. and all these different things. And it wasn't until watching it back I I really appreciated just actually how much character depth and realism it gave it because you cannot go through things like that without having some sort of psychological oh, scarring yeah. and how and how <clears throat> you deal with it how it manifests is going to be different to everybody and Rick's such a strong character but in this moment we've seen the weakness yeah we've and seen I this. think I think the memes um, you know they 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 oversimplify it because you just see ghost Lori yeah. and you see Rick and you're forgetting yeah. all of this other stuff with with uh, Glenn and Maggie and Merle and Daryl and the governor and Michonne yeah. and then you know Carl bringing in these four new people and all of this on top yeah. of everything. Good grief! It just it he he began this as a dictatorship. He took that on himself because he was fed right, up with right. everyone questioning him. But the weight of that yep. is now pulling him down. Um, but you know we can't find a way out of it what I found interesting was the trigger the trigger that set him off on the four that came in Mm -hmm. was the baby crying and I hadn't picked up on that before Um, the baby crying and he he just he just can't focus and then when he does start to focus he sees Laurie and he just starts shouting to get out and he's talking to her you know he's not talking to the group at all he's just absolutely losing it um and poor old Tyrese and Sasha just see a madman waving a gun around and, mm-hmm. and they get the hell out of there. <laughs> um, what was interesting as well, and uh, just to jump back a little bit, there is a scene whilst Rick's still away of Sasha, Tyrese, and the other two mm-hmm. guys they're with, and they actually talk about yeah, taking yeah. the prison. And the thing that makes me laugh is their rationale for thinking they can do it is look it's just a woman and a kid it happens to be Carol who is puts every commando in the army in the world to shame and Carl the child of the apocalypse you know the one who can be shot in the eyeball and walk away from it you know if you were going to pick on a woman and a kid that is not the woman and the kid you're going to pick on um so we move on then so th- that was episode 9 uh, obviously in summary a lot more happened but episode 10 one of the things I really watched for when watching back are yes. all the cold opens um, because I found that even if you were to watch all of the cold opens and not the episodes you could still actually pick uh-huh. out a story yeah it was quite interesting but the cold open to this sees Rick is struggling mm-hmm. again he's on watch and then he sees Laurie standing by the graves he pursues Laurie she vanishes the next thing she's outside of the fence now Michonne is watching him and my first instinct on watching that is Michonne was just thinking this guy is crazy you know he's just ran out of the prison she's had to lock the gates up behind him which is a very unrick thing you know he's left the place (laughs) unsafe for all the faults you can ever say about him in a lot of different ways he safety first is probably one of the most paramount things mm-hmm. about him at this time and he just bolts out of there leaving the gates open just to try and you know just to try and catch up to the to Laurie and, and his vision and then basically they see him just stood out there talking to himself uh, question for you if you are part of this group um, you know you're surviving and you mm-hmm. are relying on Rick mm-hmm to a large point because he is being you know the leader the the almost father figure to the group 
how do you think it's going to affect the group dynamic seeing him like that well I, I mean for the for the people who are I guess the the weaker class for a lack of a better word you know obviously yeah. they're going to be scared but you know there's so much we don't see off the screen that you know obviously yeah. the way it played out Glenn was kind of between Glenn and Daryl they were kind of second in command behind Rick well, that was what I was going to say. One of the things they portrayed quite well, and again, it's something I'd forgotten, is how much mm-hmm. Glenn stepped up. His his actual strength of character right. came to the fore. And I think in doing that, it also demonstrated he was doing it. He has that in him. He has that within him to be that strength. But also, he he was doing it a lot oh, yeah. of it out of anger. You know, what sure. had happened to Maggie with the governor... Um, he, you know, he didn't know. You know, he didn't know how far that had gone. He had all his suspicions, and he just couldn't bring himself right. to face it. So, by almost throwing himself into work, he yep. was able to avoid it. Um, now, obviously, Merle wouldn't allowed back to the prison. Rick sure. just couldn't have that. So, Daryl made the decision that he was going to mm-hmm. stay with his brother, uh, much to everyone's charging. Um, I got to say. In The Walking Dead, it is a very, mm-hmm. very heavy show. Um, you know, the real theme to it is quite heavy, and sometimes I you know I know people have described it as "Wow, I hope there's a lighter episode ahead because this is heavy. Right. This is almost depressing." The Dixon brothers for me was always almost a lighter yeah. moment. There were always things in their interactions that made for something to be a little bit, even if the tone and the reason for their interaction wasn't <laughs> particularly right. a light one they made it and in this we see an absolutely awesome scene where we got a family uh, I'm guessing like an Hispanic family trying to fight away a, a group right. of walkers from the car they've got a young baby in the car Merle just smiles and is ready to walk mm-hmm. off rather than than me Daryl straight oh, yeah. in he wants to help Merle follows him reluctantly (laughs) Um, but there's just a great scene where Daryl pulls a walker out of a car and he drags it by the legs and then smashes the head in the boot absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant scene Um, but you know they they help them there to fight off this sort of small group it's not a big group but still at this stage you know they take some putting down um, it was interesting then as well um, the fact you've got the clash between the brothers so they've saved this family and Daryl's happy just to you know nod and you're right. welcome and go on his way Merle thinks he's owed oh, something yeah. oh yeah and Merle's ready to just take their supplies go through their car he's mm-hmm. just helping himself uh, Daryl pretty much threatens him well he does threaten him to make him stop um, and it leads to a confrontation between the two, which just, just some of the immortal lines, and I wrote them down, which is, I'm going to go back to the prison, and I can't go with you, brother. I damn near killed right. that Chinese kid. And Daryl's reply, right, right, he's right. Korean. Absolutely. Brilliant. I know, and, and full credit to the scriptwriters, because that is a complete recall yep. to season one where you know Daryl says not bad for a Chinaman to him right. and he points out that he's Korean 
it's just brilliant recall and it just brought a smile yeah. to my I face. I think the, the one thing about like that scene and a lot of the stuff rewatching season three that really stood out to me is by season six we're kind of establishing base camps you know what I mean in different locations yeah and the the small traveling groups don't really exist anymore so to go back and to yeah. see groups like you know Sasha and Tyrese's group the Hispanic group um you know, I thought there was yeah. one more I was thinking of um but you know it's just yeah. well, well you do you do see you know you do see that a lot right. more in the earlier seasons and I think it's I dare say a lot of them yeah. have died off. You know, they they found safe haven, or, or they've right. or they've not made it. Um, but everyone is searching for a place to, to to stay. You know, and almost everyone has a story of yeah, yeah. I was part yeah. of a camp, yeah. but you know, I was I was part of this, right. but this happened. Um, <clears throat> we go back to the prison now, and we have a moment where Herschel hobbles bless him all the way to the right. fence to find Rick and Rick actually opens yep. up to him um, so Rick actually says to him you know I, you know I'm struggling uh, I'm not fit to lead you do it <laughs> you know he just he is not interested he needs to he basically says to Herschel I yep. need to work this out myself you know I know she's dead <laughs> but I'm seeing her and right. I need to work out why um, we're kind of confronted with that um, we're kind of confronted with that moment of the gravity of that, and then we're taken away from it. I don't want you to get into the next part because it's pretty epic. I just want to say that that scene with him and okay. def- him and Herschel at defense has always been one of my favorite scenes from all of the episodes. I yeah, I oh, really? just okay. I think Why the that? speech that is given between both of them is written so well yeah. and acted so well. It's Herschel yeah. being the natural leader that he is, but also knowing that, you know, this is kind of a young man's world. He's not fit to yeah. be the leader. And it and it's the leader, yeah. the real leader, conceding that he's not capable of leading at that moment. And it's such it's such vulnerability no. and um you know, I, I think I think three, you know three and four was really where you know Rick, the actor Andrew, really started to like get it and and just really step into that role. And it's it's a it's an amazing yeah, he scene. Really, he really absolutely is plus destroyed. it made for great sound clips because it's in our intro and our outro music during the podcast. So it really is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, obviously you liked that scene and you want to make a point out of it but I am fully aware that the next bit I'm going to talk about is going to be traumatic for you um, so there's yes, a man sir. in the prison he has yes. he has a perfect moustache and unfortunately that perfect moustache becomes obliterated as his brains oh, are splattered all over the pavement because out of nowhere much like an RKO for you wrestling fans the yes. governor strikes um, he's got a sniper rifle. He's got a couple of guys with him with machine guns. He takes that guy out. Everyone ducks for cover, and then bullets are flying. Um, Herschel dives to the floor. Rick dives to the floor. 
Um, there's just bullets flying. Our group are trying to amass some sort of weaponry to fire back. They're trying to get into positions. And just as they're starting to fire back, just as they're starting to get in positions, a van speeds in out of nowhere, smashes through the prison gates, and then the van opens the back door, and out come a, a small group of walkers. The governor has driven a group of walkers into the prison as a weapon. Absolutely. Brilliant Absolutely. scene. Absolutely. And I got to just I mean, back just, up to when Axel gets shot. You know, you're what? Yeah, well, yeah. Are you I okay? Mean, I don't know, asthma or you know, allergies. So my eyes are... Yeah, something's I, I wrong with my eyes here. But no, when... Yeah. Man, you're going through this intense emotional conversation with, with Rick and Herschel. Yep. And then it goes to this lighter conversation with Carol and Axel, and you start to take a um, breath. Yeah, it right? is You're lighter. Like, oh, I can catch my breath. Yeah. I can get ready, and then bam! Out of nowhere, and oh literally my gosh. bang! I, amazing. Yeah. And what? I don't know. You ever like watch a horror film or something like someone steps out and they're hit by yes. a bus, and it just yes. happens, and yes. you jump instantly. The moment his head sort of went I jumped you know I was gasped yeah. like <gasps> wow and then it just it was relentless that was from the that point mo- onwards the single uh, just non-stop I don't know shocking or suspenseful scene in all of season three I can yeah. only think of yeah, no, one was- scene in all of the walking dead that trumps that and I don't want to because that's in a later episode and I don't want to give that away just yet but yeah. I'll, I'll remember this when we get to this. This is my number two all-time most shocking scene. Okay, yeah, yes. no, well, don't don't forget. Um, so the gunfire, I mean, is ringing out, which basically means that walkers from outside the yep. fence are also being attracted. Um, and with that, you know, the governor's just ready. To, he just backs off. He leaves. He's done his job. He's arrived. He's killed someone, sent a message. He's potentially hurt others by spraying bullets. And he's left the place mm-hmm. with walkers everywhere and more right. on the way because of the noise. He leaves, and there is the moment, and this is a genuine moment where I mm. thought Rick was dead. He's got three mm-hmm. walkers on him, he's got no mm-hmm. bullets left in his gun, and just a few seconds I thought that was it. And then he's actually yep. saved by Merle, and obviously oh, yeah. Daryl as well. Daryl arrives. Literally, in the nick of time, they get there. They managed to get back, um, and and yep. you know it's the end of the episode, but it is just frenetic, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. nonstop. Uh, we we go into episode eleven with the cold open this time, and this time it's Rick mm-hmm. really struggling, and Carl is the person who comes to speak to him. <laughs> I actually, again, I want your opinion on this. So Carl's Rick's son. Carl comes out to him and says, "Yeah, Dad, I don't think you should be the leader anymore." Now, Rick has had problems with Carl, if you like. Not problems, but the fact when you oh, had the yeah, whole Shane oh, yeah. situation, he felt almost like he had to prove mm-hmm. himself to his own son. With Rick's mental state, do you think Rick's able in that moment to think, you're probably right, son? Or do you think in that moment he just thinks, wow, thanks? Uh, I, I would say he just had to take it as a low blow. You know what I mean? Of like, really, kid? Yeah. Of all I got going on, you've lost, yeah. you know, faith in me now. You, you're. Ooh. Yeah. That 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 for me again. We jump straight from that into a conversation between okay. Herschel and Merle. 
So the episode opens, you know, we've had the credits now. Merle is sitting on his own in a cell, um, and Herschel goes and sits and talks to him. It's an interesting conversation. It's Herschel is such a such a great character in as much as he can convey so much emotion in what he's saying. And you learn about Merle in this conversation because Herschel starts yeah. a Bible quote yeah. and Merle finishes it. Not only does he finish it, he gets, you know, he, he gives oh, yeah. the page, he, you know, he, the, the psalm number. He knows it. Right. He knows the Bible well. And then as Herschel does have a little bit of a shocked look on his face, Merle reveals, you know, Woodbury was a lot of right. things, but had a great library. I'm going to miss that. And you start to realize, okay, so there is a little bit more to Merle than, than you've right. got already. You know all the bad side to him. This is a little little intimation that there's more to him. There is there is a Daryl in him as well. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, now um, so let me ask you a question about that scene. Yeah, shoot. Um when 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 Merle says that, I had to wonder was that legitimate? Did he really have enough time on his hands at Woodbury, knowing that he was like a a bad henchman for the governor uh, to go out, yeah. you know, read a Bible, memorize, you know, verses, you know, and chapters, and to be able to recall them like that because you know the world's gone to crap and he's trying to find some hope, or yeah. was that like a childhood thing and he just did that to cover up? What do you think? I think potentially the Bible could have been something he's gone to throughout his life. Okay. Um, because I'd find it difficult to believe that you'd read a book in a library and if you didn't already have an element of belief that of all the books you'd pick the Bible up. Right. Perhaps he, he read it again as a refresher, mm-hmm. but I think that's been there. And I think there is an element of faith to him that's there and perhaps he has leaned on that to try and see him through because there's no doubt Merle's had some problems. <laughs> right, right. Um yeah, no doubt. So no, it is interesting. I I did think, I did think that was genuine. I did think he when he said, "I'm going to miss the library." Yeah, I think that was genuine. Well, I think perhaps that was his way of just escaping being the henchman. Well, the thing the thing that got me was in season one when he's trapped on the roof, um, and he's you know he's like crying out. He's almost in like an yeah. hallucination, and he starts yeah. he starts like yelling at God, "I'm not going to beg." Yeah, and I, you know, so the, it's almost two conflicting sides of Merle. So I, I, I don't know. It, it, it really struck me. I really found it interesting and compelling. And well, it takes me on to another thing that I was going to ask you because I, I made a note of it, and I, I'd love to get listeners' point of view on this as well. So if if you are listening, and I yeah, hope you are, um, then please get in touch with us via the Facebook page, the Twitter account, email, anyway. Um, because I'd love to know some thoughts on this. The governor is assembling his army. Mm-hmm. He's gone back to Woodbury and said that he's been fired upon. Therefore, you know, therefore we need to be ready. We need to train our people. We need to take these people out. He's basically fighting a battle, you know, a, a hearts and minds campaign. Mm-hmm. We've obviously in the later series met the big bad from the comics of Negan. Right. So here's the question. Is the governor on the same path? 
So, for example, can we say right now, currently, in Season 3, is the Governor worse than Negan? Possibly not. Possibly on the same level. But the trajectory of where would, if the Governor, you know, the Governor in Season 6, 7, 8, would, where would he be? So I guess my question in that is just, on the scale of the the bad guys, if you like, mm-hmm. how high does the governor rank? Because he is a nasty piece of work. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, for me, I see the I see the governor kind of you know turning. Uh, really foul when Michonne kills his daughter. Yeah, 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 um, very much so. But I still, even after that, you know, Negan is really kind of sick into like torturing, and like there's yeah. there's some there's some sides and things we we see in the comics that they've not been able to flush out on TV yet. I don't even know if they'll make it. Um, yeah. but I'm gonna say. Uh, comic to comic, anyway, because since we we really haven't seen much of Negan yet, you know Negan yeah. is by far the sicker of the two. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how that goes on TV um, because the 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 actor who's playing Negan on TV is a very very charismatic mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to be interested to see where they go with that because the guy who played. The governor, a very very good actor, mm-hmm. uh, another Brit by the way. Mm-hmm. Just, just letting you know, oh, yeah. um, better as Elvis. He's though. very 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 good actor, and he again he carried himself in such a way that you were wondering which way he was. Right up to the point you saw the fish tanks full of heads, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, moving on from that, we just just a few bullet points. Uh, Tyrese and his group bump into Andrea. Uh, Andrea's trying to make her way to the prison. She wants to organize some sort of peace summit. Right. She's trying to do her best to bring everyone together, not be apart. Um, but Tyrese and his group basically bump into him. They meet the governor and they tell the governor, hey, we've just come from this prison with this crazy guy. Mm-hmm. You can see the governor's, I was going to say eyes, but <laughs> I light up the, you know, hey, there's some intel here. Yep. here here's some people that can be on my side. Right. Um, and he really, really puts on quite an amazing act, doesn't he? You know, oh, yeah. he, to that group coming in, he must seem amazing. Here I am, hey, not non-threatening guy. Um, here's this wonderful safe community that I look after. Um, you know, there's all these other bad people out there, but I'm not one of them. Right. You know, he, obviously they soon find out that that's not the case, but that initial meeting you, you'd think hey what a great guy that Rick's a psycho oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, well, guy, it was this a, guy is charming a lot of the same things you know were done with Andrea and Michonne you know when they showed up yeah. but Michonne you know did not buy it at all no um, not at all and, and just I, I mean I, I don't want to run long but did, I want to back up this the scene in the beginning of this episode with the hitchhiker in the backpack do you know what I'm... That's not this episode. That's not this episode? No, no, that's the next one. Oh, sorry, jumped ahead on you. Uh, Let's not forget yeah, that then. Yeah, No, 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 I have got big notes and colour-coded things for that. Gotcha. No, that's fine. <laughs> don't, don't panic. We're, we're good. We're good. All right. Um, this episode, I mean, basically is all about Andrea's journey to the prison. Okay. 
Um, she makes it to the prison and they're, they're cold to her and she finds that difficult to understand. You know, these are the people she knew some time ago. But a lot of time has passed. They were out on the road all winter. They, you know, they re- reference that a lot, like eight months, you know, if not longer. They were really fighting to survive. They took that prison, you know, and it wasn't easy. Right. They lost people doing it. Um, they tried to make it their home. And then they've got this guy who Andrea's friends with, in essence, uh-huh. threatening them. So they are cold to her. They don't know how to act around her. Um, the dynamic with Michonne's interesting. Yes. Andrea seems to think Michonne abandoned her. Yes. Michonne, again, is just like, you know, he tried to kill me. Right. <laughs> you know, if you'd come with me, he'd have tried to kill you too. Right. But there's a scene with Carol, which I picked out, because I'd completely forgotten it. And probably the first time I watched it, completely washed over it. Because Carol, to me, at this point, was just a non-character. Right, right, right. Yeah, I love this part. I love this part. She says to Andrea, you should have sex with him. Right. You should give him the night of his life. Right. And then end him. Yep. Wow. (laughs) So, already... We were seeing hints from Carol that she is actually stone cold. Oh, yeah. And the first time I watched it, never even spotted it at all. Never picked up on it. But now, the, the looking back, seeing the hindsight, if you like, knowing where her character develops to, mm-hmm. wow, what a clear sight. And, you know, Andrew just looks at her in shock. You know? Right. <laughs> what has happened to you? Right. Um, but I, I think that's a real early sign of Carol's mindset and how it's changed. Now, the end of the episode, Andrea basically carries out the plan. She goes to the governor, she sleeps with him. Do you think, because she goes and gets the knife as well, do you think that that was actually her plan? She went there to do it. Do you think she woke up and thought, in this instant, I could end this? And do you think it's her humanity that stops her, or the fact that she does actually have feelings for him? Now I think I think what stops her is a, is the the hope of a normal life. Yeah. Like that environment and that commute the idea of that community speaks to yeah. her so much and she's clinging on to what the world used to be so much that she can't possibly end it and she feels ending the governor ends the community. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. Oh, just interesting. So this takes us on to episode 12, titled Clear. All right. Now, I even wrote the title to this one because if I was going to pick out an episode that I absolutely loved, mm-hmm. this is one of them. Yes. Um, we cold open, we see Rick Michonne and Carl there in a car, and they drive past a guy walking down the road, yes. a hitchhiker. Yes. The guy is screaming, yep. he is begging for help. They just drive away cold. Yep. Um, here's a question then. Are our group no longer good people? Ooh. Uh, they are good uh, in the sense that they are protecting themselves. Yeah. I, I mean, in, so, in that, so, I mean, we, we got to define what is good because... No, no, I agree, but... You think back to season one, Rick would never have done that. No. Season two, Rick still would not have done that. At the start of season three, I do not believe Rick would have done that. 
if we if I jump ahead to the start of season four, no way Rick would have done that. <laughs> right. But right now, in this moment, didn't even bat an eyelid, and this guy is literally screaming for help. Well, and it you know it dis up you know season one, season two, Rick had not met a governor yet. Yeah, you know he up until up until mid season or something, the threat was always the undead. Yeah. Now the threat is quickly shifting to people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No. That's fine. And it's just a very interesting. I mean, it's a very powerful for me. It's a very powerful thing about where their mindset are. Right. Because that is very shame. You know, and we all hated shame for being like that early on. Right. And now Rick is. Just the exact same way. See, I can um, I consider him good because good guys would have done what what Rick did. Bad guys like the governor would have picked him up, questioned him, killed him. Once they got anything out of him, they could have they would have killed him and then rummaged through his bag and kicked him out of the car. Yeah, yeah I see your point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a <clears throat> it is. I mean, it's such a fine line, but. The episode actually turn, returns to where it all began. Yep. Um, so we enter the, the police station where Rick took Morgan um, right at the very start of the episode, so the first ever episode, the pilot, um, and then we head through the streets, and we start seeing graffiti written places. Yeah. Um, it, it amuses me, and again, this I'd completely missed this the first time around, probably because I was just trying to read it and I'm just trying to work out what it was. They are warnings that gradually get more severe. Mm-hmm. Did you notice yes. that? As you go yeah, through, yeah. they're kind of like, stay away. Seriously, stay away. Right. Go away. <laughs> I'm warning you. And then the next one is like, you cross this line, you will die. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, reading that back, now we find a street. Now, the street is set up like a fortress. There's spikes, there's walker traps, you know, animals in cages. So the walkers are drawn to it and then they get impaled on spikes. Very well fought out traps. Right. Um, you know, there's paint on the buildings and the road warning people to stay away. Um, Rick's obviously investigating because he knows there's potentially a couple of guns on this street because, you know, he remem- he remembers there always used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then out of, again, sh- straight from nowhere, a madman with a gun just starts opening up on them. Right. Um, they try and take the guy down. Um, the guy outmaneuvers him. And then it's actually Carl that steps up and puts him down, shoots him one straight to the chest. Yep. Rick runs to him, realizes the guy's wearing a full Kevlar, um, so you know Carl's not killed him. Right. But when he takes off his mask, it's dun, Morgan. Dun, dun. Yep. Bum bum bum. <coughs> so the very next thing I need to point out, and it's a very very important point, and anyone who's watched on to season six etc. will realize how important this is. Michonne eats the protein bar. Yep. I saw her do it. Yep. She's she, guilty. She nails that thing. She doesn't even look remorseful. Oh no. Um, we so we make it to Morgan's hideout via his booby traps, which are severe oh, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, the swinging axe down the steps. The is, swinging axe was very cool. Yeah. <laughs> the the pit of knives under the welcome mat. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Um, Morgan has graffitied this whole building. And if you you could spend some time trying to read some of it, there is some stuff in there which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you could spend a lot of time, and I think it's just J 
generally rambled stuff uh, and it's supposed to depict the fact that he is descending into an element of madness right um Carl wants to go off Carl's got something <laughs> in his mind yes and he he, want, he wants to go on a mission <sighs> now Michonne goes with him uh Carl wants to get a picture of his family from over it looks like he's over over a bar yes yes um and he's willing to risk his life to go and get it uh I don't fully I don't know it's one of those things I can completely understand if you have literally no pictures left of your mother and you know there is one right there right you might want to go and take a look and see if you can get it why he felt he needed to go do it by himself perhaps it's again a typical young man trying to trying to prove himself uh not sure on that but Michelle goes with him they managed to, you know, they managed to do it, um, and it helps them bond. Yeah. Um, something which, up to that point, there was real friction between the two of them. But that going out and doing that themselves, and her helping him, really helped that. We've got Rick and Morgan now, and that is this is the real focus of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, in this episode. Rick and Morgan are going backwards and forth, and you're realizing just how far Morgan has gone. Right. He's lost his son, yep. and then he reveals it was his wife who had turned who killed his son. Mm-hmm. You can't even go into imagine, you know, where that must be, considering the fact that he went back to put his wife down as well, right. but couldn't do it. So he is blaming himself. He even refers to himself as the weak. And he says, you know, the weak will inherit the earth because I'm not strong enough. Right. He practically begs Rick to kill him. Um, you know, he is far gone. Did you imagine seeing Morgan like that? I mean, which was really quite bad. Um, Morgan was only in one episode before this. Right. But was, because he was in that first episode, was kind of a beloved character. Oh, yeah. You know, there was a real... And seeing him like this was actually quite tough. Mm-hmm you kind of always just wanted him to be okay you know he might be dead and eaten but we don't want to know that we just want to assume he's fine so seeing him like this was kind of tough um did you think we'd ever see him again or did you think that was it no when it when it when i saw it the first time i honestly thought okay this is closing that chapter yeah yeah me too yeah no me too i'm watching it back again even with hindsight it still feels that way right when you see Rick leave, Rick's driving out of the town, and you see Morgan clearing. You know, he is, that's all he's doing. He's literally existing for that. At some point, his luck will run out. Yep. And of course, the end of this episode, which is <laughs> infinitely as powerful as the beginning, they're driving on the road and they basically see the backpack yep, from the guy yep, yep, who had been yep. screaming for their help, covered in blood all over the road. The guy's clearly been eaten the car stops they reach out pick up the backpack and drive off awesome awesome <laughs> that's epic they they are cold yeah cold hey man supplies are supplies you know yeah no no I know I know it's just when you when you put in a content you know right at the start of the episode you see this guy screaming for help and right at the end it's kind of like yeah no, well uh, <laughs> you didn't make it yeah sorry about your luck buddy <laughs> um, but but you, you don't need this anymore we do yeah, that's right um, we go into episode 13 the very next episode um, I've got to be honest with you this is probably my least favourite episode okay um, 
mostly because if I'm being super critical, I think it could have been better. Um, it's the confrontation between Rick and the governor. Yeah, yeah. Andrea has got her way. She has created a peace summit. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think you could have had an episode with these two in a room, nobody else, and it could have been epic. Oh, yeah. Because it could have just been a real meeting of the minds. It could have been really suspenseful. Is one of them going to try and get the drop on the other? Um, for me, it just didn't have that. It lacked something. Yeah. Um, and it felt like the episode was a bit like in the 80s show when they'd throw a clip show together. Yeah, yeah. Like a flashback. It felt really like they'd run out of ideas. Yeah, and um, it, it didn't help it having like the groups of henchmen outside yeah. hanging out with each other. Yeah, it just it just didn't feel there didn't feel to be any urgency, there didn't feel to be any impending threat. Right. You know, these guys are stood around for hours in the middle of nowhere, not one walker walked up to them. Right. Uh, it just it just didn't it felt like an odd episode. Yeah. Um the main key points to come from it though is the governor says to Rick you hand over Michonne and this is done. He basically says to him, you've got two days, make your mind up. Right. You give me Michonne or we're coming in, all guns blazing and everyone's going to die. Rick goes back to the prison after the meeting and he actually lies to everybody. Right, right. Yeah. He, he goes back and he doesn't tell them about Michonne. He just literally says, um, they're coming for us. We need to be ready. Yep. But he does then confide in Herschel. Um, again, showing how much trust he has in Herschel's judgment yep. um, and showing that he knows he's struggling. Um, there's something I forgot, and apologies for this for jumping back. Rick and Michonne, before they drive out of town after meeting Morgan, mm-hmm. Michonne, Rick hands Michonne the keys. I think you should drive. Why is that? Because <laughs> I see things. <laughs> yeah. You know, he he's starting to come out of it. Well, he's starting to. That and I, you know, I thought that that was um, it was a sign of uh, trust to yeah. Michonne because she had gotten stuck earlier in that episode. Yep. And Carl, even though Michonne can hear him all, Carl is like, "Why'd you let it do that, Dad?" And blah blah yeah. blah. And and it was kind of like, "Hey, you're kind of one of us now." Yeah, no, I agree, and that that was how it felt as well. And and the fact he was able to make a joke yeah. at his own expense, oh, yeah. and and kind of she she had opened up to him right. by saying that she used to talk to her ex, you know, her dead boyfriend right. and things. I think just the comfort levels and the fact that he could do that shows he is starting to come out of it. Yeah, and it was, um, it was so it yeah. was the start of a relationship too. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, uh, and the, then the, I, I just. The when him and Herschel are having that talk, I love how Rick ends it. And Herschel, you know, goes, "Well, why are you telling me?" And he goes, "Because because yeah. I'm hoping you can talk me out of it." Yeah, perfect. Uh, so because he he doesn't want to make that decision, right? There's not one part of him that feels right in handing somebody over, right? But he has a baby. He has Carl. He has these people. He feels a responsibility towards as well, right? you know he just doesn't want to see people more people hurt um we move forward and finally episode 14 of of the third series andrea finally realizes what the governor is Mm -hmm. at long last and she tries her absolute best to get to rick so she can warn him that basically no matter what they're going to get gunned down right whether they hand over michonne or not 
you know, they're dead. Right. Um, she gets there, just about gets there, and Rick sees her, and then the governor snatches her, dang, yep. drags her to the ground. Yep. And because Rick's been seeing things so much, he just shakes it off. Yep. Just, and he almost laughs to himself. Yep. <laughs> You're like, oh, you know, here we go, I'm seeing things again. Um, we then see that Tyrese and Sasha are seeing the governor for what he is. Um, They are taken to see the Walker pit, where basically they use this pit to trap walkers and then use them as weapons. Um, And they see the Walker pit for the first time. There's a confrontation there with the other guys who are part of their initial group. The other guys are very much on board with the governor. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Tyrese and Sasha very much want to distance themselves. They, they realise what he is and they're already planning their getaway, right. if you like. Um, at the end of this episode, we see that that pit with all the walkers in it has been burnt out and we're left to wonder who did it. Right. Um, so again, you know, we don't really know what's gone on there. Um, the, next, the next episode we walk into, so episode 15... Mm-hmm. Episode 15, the cold open sees Rick has decided to hand over Michonne. He's made the decision. Herschel's not happy about it. He's confided in Daryl too, and Daryl's not happy about it. Right. So Rick goes to the one person he knows will do it, and that's Merle. Yep. Um, and Merle, for me, comes out with, again, one of the lines. He just... All of the actors at different times have lines and things that really resonate or just really powerful lines and different things. Right. And Merle looks at Rick and he says, you're as cold as ice, officer friendly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, because he just looks at him in that moment, he just says, you know, I wouldn't do this. I'm Merle. You all have an opinion of me and I wouldn't do this. <laughs> Whoever the writer was for Merle has to be the same script writer for Abe. For who, sir? Abraham. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they, they just just they, absolutely nails lines. They have the best nowhere, one-liners yeah. ever. They really yeah. do. No, no, that's true. No, that's very true. Um, so we're now confronted with the fact that Rick, at the last minute, changes his mind. Right. But Merle's gone. Yep. You know, <laughs> Merle's Merle's got his mission, and I think a lot of that is Merle is ex-army. Okay. Um, and I think once he's set himself a mission and a task, he's gone. Um, but what happens next was a surprise for me. And that is the fact that Michonne and Merle basically bond mm-hmm. while they're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Merle's taking Michonne, and I think Michonne perhaps. I, I think you know, there's possibly an element of I'm going to try and get away. How can I get away? I need to just talk to the guy and hope I find, hope I find an opportunity. But at the same time, I think in talking to him, I think she starts to realise that his heart isn't in it himself. I think she starts to realise that they're actually a little bit more to him as well. Okay. Just my opinion. Okay. You might not agree. Well, um, no, no. See, because I rewatching this when I saw um, Merle take Michonne the first time through, I, I was just like, "Oh yeah, he's going through with the plan." Blah blah blah. Yeah. When I watched it through again, because Rick, like, it's almost like Merle left before he was supposed to. I yeah. kind of took it as. Merle was doing this for his brother and for the group because he knew Rick would never be able to turn over Michonne. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and turn her in in hopes of yeah. saving the group. Now, I agree. And, and I do think that. I think he even says it, you know, 
Rick wouldn't have had the stones to do this and he's right I mean Rick does change his mind right um, but yeah it is interesting it is interesting the dynamic between the two um, Merle basically makes a decision to let her let her go um, I think in talking to her and I think just generally is he reaches the he almost finds his humanity in as much as you know what I've done this for other people yeah you know, I've I've been a killer. I think Michonne says to him, "You know, how many people have you killed?" And he says a number. He says, "How many people did you kill before you met the governor?" Right. You know, and he he just kind of it hits him quickly. You know, do you know what? I'm gonna do, I'm gonna make a stand. You're not gonna die. But I'm you know I'm gonna do something about this. He he rounds up a herd of walkers um, to follow his car yes, yes, he blasts yes, out music. Yes, yes. Just a brilliant scene of him drinking, yeah. you know, toasting the walkers, chuckling to himself. Um, the guy's just, you know, he's so far gone, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but he goes on a he goes on a mission to try and take some of these guys out, and he does make such a, you know, he does take a fair few of them oh, yeah. out, which oh, without yeah. a doubt helps Rick, <laughs> yep. helps the group. But unfortunately, the governor gets the upper hand and kills him. Yeah. Now he lets him reanimate. He leaves him there. And he's actually found by <sighs> Daryl. Yeah. Um, so there's two things from this. One, uh, Daryl as a person or as an actor, the guy, his crying face is one that's been <laughs> meant to, to, to <laughs> Alan back. Just, you know, I don't want to eat my greens and all these different things. Right. So seeing that immediately, I, I kind of just like, yeah. But at the same time, there is no you cannot imagine the heartbreak in that moment there is no you know in real true life people make faces like that they make noises yep. out of nowhere you know that just aren't coherent yeah um what was interesting for me is he doesn't just put him at put him down he puts him down and smashes his skull oh yeah several times you know several times do you think that was anger having to do it or do you think there was a little bit of anger at his brother full stop all came out in that moment as well yeah i think it was for his brother in the past and abandoning him and leaving him yeah. to be beat by his dad or it whatever just, it just poured out in that oh, moment yeah. yeah yeah no i agree I, that's how i felt as well um so there's one other thing from this episode which stands out you know the that's that's the storyline that we followed one other thing and I'd completely forgotten this Glenn and Maggie get engaged ah oh, yes, yes wonderful thing <sighs> but <laughs> I never realised before and I've seen it but just didn't register Glenn gets the rings by walking along the fences of all the walkers <sighs> yeah. and picking them from people yeah. and cutting their fingers off I, I, that's a pizza delivery guy for you I guess I don't know man <laughs> and they say true love's dead yeah or undead whichever uh. way um, so now we go into episode 16 which is the season finale right. um, the cold open to this is the governor is beating Milton who has been his right hand man yep. and it is revealed that he realises that Milton's the one who's burned out the walker yep, pit yep. Milton's basically had enough he's followed this guy from the start he's looked the other way so he survives and he says to him what would your daughter think mm. and the governor's reply to this is phenomenal mm-hmm. because it's a real She'd be afraid of me, but if I'd been this way from the start, she'd be alive. Right. What a powerful thing oh to say. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because there is probably an element of truth in that as well. Well, and in a, in a 
twisted sense, it justifies his actions. You know what I mean? Well, that, this is it, and that's that's why it's why you kind of look at it that way. But you also see where Rick goes in the future episodes and the way things are, and the mm-hmm. things he does to protect his family. Yep. You know, if Rick from season one was still going, there's no way that group would have survived. No, no. So to us, it was a very powerful thing, and I wrote it down word for word because I just thought, wow, what an amazing line. Yep. What a perfect response to that. Um, Milton refuses to kill Andrea, so the governor kills him yeah. and leaves him there yeah. to turn. Um, again, what an amazing, suspenseful thing to be happening. You've got all this other stuff happening in this episode. Right. And then the constant backdrop is the fact you've got Andrea tied to a chair in a room with a guy who's slowly dying. And truthfully, like, it was done very well. But I was so ready for Andrea to be dead. Yeah, very much so. To to be honest, if he just shot her, I'd have been happy. Yeah. Just get it done. Yep. Yeah. Now, Andrea had been very annoying. Um, Ever since she had the opportunity to kill the governor in his sleep and didn't. I yeah. was just like, come on, somebody just knock her off. I'll just, just be done no, with Well, it. for me, it was just the fact that, you know, she'd been with Michonne. Michonne had been basically saved her oh, ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd done all this for her. And then Michonne says, look, this guy's bad news. No, no, I'm going to stay with the guy I've known for five minutes. Right, right. It just didn't, you know, it just didn't. From that point onward, she, she was done. Gotcha. Um, now, the group at the prison, this is interesting. They appear to be running away. yeah. Yeah. They're loading the cars. They are clearing out. They're getting everything done. Yep. Interesting thing as well, Michonne forgives Rick. Yep. She says to him, I completely understand the decision you had to make, and I forgive you. Yep. Um, the governor and his group are now full battle ready. They arrive, and they hit the prison hard. Oh, you know, my They've gosh. put grenades into the towers. Yeah. They've hammered through the gates. They've opened up everywhere but they're not getting any response. Yep. There's no one there. Um, they've gone into the prison now trying to find them. Uh, again, you know, they, they're just running around, running around, trying to find where the group are. Eventually, we realise that our group have set a trap. Yep. Um, some smoke grenades go in, some walkers that have been, you know, held off in different places get released into where they are. Right. And the governor's group are getting ripped apart. Um there's gunfire uh, I think it's Maggie and Glenn basically take up positions and just basically open up on them so as they're trying to escape and run away they're getting hit from all angles and the governor's group tail between their legs basically run out of the prison yeah you know I watching it a second time I was honestly surprised at how quick they deserted but these were just people that he, you know, because you remember he had his kind of oh, sure, people sure. in the town and he had his army, if you like, but his army had all been getting killed off. Right, right. So in essence, he just armed all the people in his town. Yeah. Told them, we've got to go and do this. We've got to go and do this. They went off to do it and he got confronted with sheer panic, terror, um, you know, walkers from one angle. They were down in the tunnels with gunfire and smoke grenades, flashbangs. Well, and I think I, mean, I think the one trap of them, was perfect. I think one of them says, um, "You know, we didn't realize that they were going to be living in a hole like this, and yeah. you know, we can just leave these people be." And, and I get yeah. all that, and I know they had to fit it into a single episode, but it just seemed like at the first sign of confrontation, they were like, "Nope, we're done. See ya." Yeah. 
but but then again, you know, this is it is quite possible that as a group of people they weren't fighters, right? You know, the governor and a few were, right, right, right but the majority right. weren't, and that's why he snaps. <laughs> um, but before that happens, Herschel is with Carl. And they're sort of away from everything, and a guy who's uh, running away yes, from the prison, a kid, yes, 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 yes. runs into him. He's was surrendering. He's ready to hand over his gun, and Carl just shoots him cold in the head. Bang, yep. gone. Carl, yeah, damn it, Carl. <sighs> yeah, um, Herschel tells Rick what happened. Um, you know, and Rick kind of has this look of, oh, you know, he was going for his gun. Right. No, Rick. <laughs> this this is a young boy. He was scared. He was surrendered and Carl just killed him. Yep. <laughs> now, the governor, we now see snaps. Hold, hold on real the quick governor, before, before we get to that. I see, yep. I didn't have a problem with that scene. Like, I thought with, with, with the, the teenager and Carl, I thought Carl yeah. did the right thing because they were very clear to him, put the weapon down. And he yeah. never indicated that he was going to put it on the ground. He kept advancing. Yeah. And I was at this like the first time ever I was really disappointed in Herschel. I was like, Herschel, you didn't tell the story honestly how it happened. You know what I mean? I know it's that's a minor yeah. subject, but I was like, Herschel, what happened, man? You had such good well, eyes in season two. You could hit zombies from 100 yards with a shotgun, and now you can't <laughs> see a kid still holding on to a gun. But... Anyway, it was interesting. I've made a note now. The governor snaps and kills his people. Right. I mean, he literally oh, butchers absolutely. them. Absolutely. He chases um, them down and just yeah lays them yeah, out. He pursues them. He kills them and just snaps. He then gets his two lieutenants. They drive off together, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but Carl's speaking to Rick. Now Carl, at this point, lays out a really chilling but well thought out reason to kill that kid. Mm-hmm. And Rick is just left stunned. Yep. You know, Carl says to him. I left that walker and he killed Dale. Yep. You left so and so and he killed, you know, he killed Mum. Right. I'm not going to take that chance again. Yep. And at that age, to be confronted with that and to be dealing with that level of logic, you know, whoa, it was powerful. It was chilling, right. powerful. Um, Rick, Michonne, and Daryl, um, they find the massacre on the road. They've basically decided, you know, the governor's run away. We need to end this. We need to pursue him. And when they try and do that, they just find the people absolutely butchered. Right. Um, a couple of survivors, or one survivor there, a lady, um, she she says to the group, you know, we've got good people at Woodbury. You know, we've just been led by this bad guy. Right. And they take her to Woodbury. Right. They try and get Andrea, but unfortunately, of course, by the time they get there, um, Milton has turned and Andrea's been bitten. Yep. Um, she puts him down in the struggle, but you know she's she's going to turn. Right. It's an interesting scene now. She says goodbye, and you know, it's quite emotional. She's been in it from the start. Um, there's a nice little recall where she tells Rick, I know how to work the safety on the gun. Um, she's going to shoot herself. Michonne stays with her. Yeah. I don't fully, you know, if she was going to stay with her until she died and then do it, I can kind of understand. Why would you want to stay in the room when someone's going to shoot themselves in the head? Uh, yeah, especially as, like, much as they had fallen out. The yeah. only thing I could think is, like, you know... She want to make sure she did it? Nah, nah. <laughs> you know, Michonne kind of had a, a little bit of an evolution over the last couple episodes. You know, she went from the straight-faced, angry person to, yeah. you know, softening up a little bit. And maybe it was just her way of 
I don't know, paying backing. I don't know. It was yeah. it was odd. Yeah, I, I find that a little bit odd. You know, if someone's dying and you say, "Look, I'm going to stay with you right. until you, you pass." Okay, if someone's going to blow their brains out, I don't understand sitting next to them. You're just going to ruin your perfectly good Mac. Yeah. You know, it's just not a good idea. So, so um, speaking of odd, just real quick, the thing that struck me as odd is when they found uh, the governor's group basically all dead except for the one who yep. was hid in the in the cab of the truck. Right. Yep. So here is a full-on military vehicle with a 50 caliber machine gun mounted on the back. Yeah, why didn't they take and it? And they're still chasing the governor. Absolutely. That made no yeah. sense to me. No. No, I agree. It didn't make any logical sense. Um the basic so the end of the episode is quite the sun comes up. Yep. And as the sun comes up, there's a bus, there's Rick, there's Daryl and the bus is full of people they've brought from Woodbury are now going to come and live at the prison. Yep. Rick has made the decision, you know, these are all good people, they've just been led, and, you know, Sasha and Tyrese are included, um, and that is actually the end of season three. Yeah, and, you know, the final, uh, the final scene is like him looking up on the catwalk where he had been seeing Lori. And yeah. she's gone. And she's not there. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, Rick's finally, back. Yeah. He's finally put that to rest. He's finally over it. I, I mean, I've got to say, you know, by no means perfect, nothing is, but season three was fantastic. Absolutely. Oh, it was brilliant. Really, really good. It was, I remembered it as being the series I enjoyed the most. And watching it again, it just really, just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant from start to finish. Um, you know, you, like I said, there's a few episodes in there and a few things I didn't fully understand. But if you're going to rate an entire season, just fantastic. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, I just want to tell our listeners: don't take our words for it. Please go back and rewatch it. It is oh, amazing. Definitely. I know you trust definitely. us. You know, I know you trust our word, but see it for yourself. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. No, it is worth it. You know, most of the time, I know in the UK. You can stream them all on Amazon Prime. Um, I dare say in, in the US there's various yeah, places. Yeah, they're all on Netflix. Well. Oh, perfect. You know, you can just go on Netflix. They're all there. Just watching them again. Yep. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so that's the end of season three. So, I mean, that's the end from, from that point of view, the retrospective. I mean, that leaves us now basically to go into our, our spoiler section. So for anyone who's listening for the first time the way we end the podcast is I hand over to Alfie Alfie sums up the rumours um, the potential spoilers for what's coming ahead in The Walking Dead mm-hmm. uh, so this is your official spoiler warning if you're not interested in those things hold on, just, hold on Sam before you do that oh, uh, yeah. I just got to do a shameless plug for our five listeners please please go to iTunes and rate and review our podcast I know it is a major pain it took me probably three hours to be able to access that but please please do it it'll help get us uh, moving up the charts in there and and then please any feedback at all um, give us some feedback on Facebook and stuff and things with an A um, just like southern people would say it stuff and things so that is that, and we are going into spoilers. You've been warned. Uh, turn off now. Yeah, if now. you're still listening, if you're still listening beyond this point, on your head be it. That's right. So, Alfie, what you got for me, my friend? Uh, the uh, Glenn's actor and Abraham's actor are still MIA. They have not okay. been back on set. 
You do the math right, okay. on that. I don't want to be sued. Yeah. So you do the math on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please, if you're thinking of suing us, just remember to address everything to stuffing and wangs. Right. Right. Which, by the way, yeah. is very interesting. I, I, I told my beautiful wife that we were now being followed on Twitter by the official Walking Dead. Yeah. And she said, is that so they can sue you? I said, oh, my gosh, really? Thanks for that positive <laughs> note. <sighs> no, it's because they recognize greatness. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, the one interesting theory I've seen thrown out uh, is that apparently um, Stephen Yun was seen on set for filming s- episode two. Okay. Now he shouldn't have been if if everything is right what we've heard he shouldn't have been in episode 2. So there's a theory sure. that he was held over to do some shooting for what will be episode 6 5 or 6 I believe so yeah. that he could go overseas and film his movies on, movie on um so if that's true that would be a very interesting twist because I would say that sixty to seventy percent of the viewers really are convinced it's Glenn. Oh, I, I'm convinced. Okay, I, I'm 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 still convinced. I I I think perhaps if they've had him there filming at all, it's been for maybe some flashbacks, maybe some visions. Okay, um, and they've had him around doing filming and stuff because obviously that way they can help hide it. So let me <laughs> ask you this. Yeah. With Dumpster Gate. Okay? Uh, yes. Yeah. And if we come back in season seven one and Abraham yeah. gets Lucille and not Glenn, are you going to be mad? No, I'd be I'd be delighted. Really? Yeah, I mean not not that I dislike Abraham, um, but but I'd love the fact that I was surprised. Okay. Um, and also, Glenn is a character for me I, I really, really like. So the thought of him dying, I'm, I'm kind of preparing myself for it. Um, and that's why I keep saying, yeah, it's definitely Glenn. It's definitely Glenn. I, I need I need the time to process it and be ready. Right. Um, uh, so thank you, AMC, for the wonderful cliffhanger. And have given me all of these months to process it and be prepared emotionally and mentally um, because if you just killed him right there at the end of the series, I, I might have snapped. So um, I, yeah. I, I tell you, I, I know I shared this with you earlier today. This this theory. The more yeah. I've thought about this theory, the more I think it could hold some water. And the reason oh, okay. the reason I say that is because I do believe the vast majority of the viewership believe it's going to be Glenn. Right, so you, yeah. so you. Well, it was him in the comics, correct? And they misdirected us so much that it won't be him. Well, <laughs> that you kind of everyone feels like it's going to be him. Well, yeah. So I mean, in that, and I mean, you know, this 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 stuff of him not being on set has like yeah. made it into some pretty major news sources. So yep. a lot of people are seeing this. And then you also had the theory immediately after about the point of view shots and him being the one um, that could see the other people getting out of the, the cell or whatever that was. Yeah. And so this whole off season, like everybody's mourning 
Glenn, essentially. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. I got to brace myself. Yeah. 701 comes around, and bam, we start immediately off. It's Abraham. And everybody's yeah. like, oh my gosh, it wasn't Glenn, it was Abraham. Yeah. And everybody's blowing up the internet. You know what I mean? I could absolutely yeah. see this. Uh, I can as well. Um, but again, I, I, I can't. I can't. You know, Abraham dies, I'll be. Oh no, no more fun one-liners. But Glenn dies, you know. I'm, I'm going to be crushed. I, I need to be prepared. So I'm going to have to keep saying, "No, no, it's Glenn." I, I, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready to say goodbye to our to our, to our Korean friend. Uh, oh, okay. And then one minor spoiler: uh, there's okay. a comic scene where when Negan goes into Alexandria to basically claim it, you know, and say, "You work for yeah. me now." One of the things yeah. he does to torture the people is he yanks all of the mattresses out and throws them away. Right, okay. Okay, so there's been photos leaked from Alexandria of a giant pile of mattresses outside of the fence. Okay. So well, yeah. I, I think it's just going to be those little pieces like that that build to just how bad Negan is. I'm excited. Yeah. When I, I like that's something that's so stupid and trivial, but when I saw it, I got ex- it's like for the first time I'm really excited about seven. I'm like, okay, okay, they're going to really make this guy out to be as evil as he is in the comics. Okay, well, I've not read much of the comics into the Negan era, okay. if you like. So I'm I'm very much going by what you say on that, and I know for a fact a lot of people that are just Negan is the bad guy. Oh, yes. You know, he is. You know, there are there are bad people, but Negan is the bad oh, yeah. guy. So so we're we're gonna have to wait and see where we go. Yep. And uh, one other minor little thing: Shiva has been seen on set. Really? Yes. Not animatronics. It is part puppet, part CGI. Ah, there we go. Okay. Yep. Well, no, brilliant. I can't wait for that. Yes, sir. That, that's, that's something I've known about for a while, and I really wanted to know if they were going to put in. Yep. I had, I had this horrible feeling they were just going to get a big dog. <laughs> you know, and I, I'd have felt really... Right. Yeah, really, that would have been really naff. Yep. Um, but no, I'm really pleased they went with that, and I hope they do a good job. They... they if they go with it they tend to make sure they do a good job but if it looks clunky or looks yeah naff it's going to really ruin that for me yep okay well no that's fantastic I'm really looking forward to that um okay my friend well next week we're going to be talking for you part A of season 4 retrospective uh, so all that's left is for me to say thank you very much everyone for listening I hope you've enjoyed if you do get the opportunity do go back and li- um, re-watch season 3 absolutely phenomenal and we'll be with you this time next week and going over season 4 absolutely okay my friend that's it see you next week thank you goodbye that's all. a wrap are you coming back soon I'm sure you now more than ever